0: Right at home.
1: Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY
0: for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
1: Hi, I'm Mike Morheim from Dreamhaven. And you're listening to The Instance. You're listening to The Instance. Hello everybody. <laughs> Hello everybody. Welcome to the instance. <laughs> uh, you know, you just finished talking and your throat was clear, but then it wasn't. And then you say stuff, and then you look dumb. That's podcasting, baby. Uh, hey, whatever. Fifteen years into this game or into this show, who gives a who gives a crap? I'm Scott Johnson, and over there is Garrett Weinzer Garrett, welcome. How are you? <laughs>
0: I'm really enjoying your your Rick Sanchez impression, there, Scott.
1: <laughs> what, a, what a way to start a show! But Morty, see, this we is, gotta get to the Shadowlands, Marty. The grand look. The grand tradition here is uh, live to hard drive, baby. We don't we don't worry too much about stuff like that. So if
0: you get if, to enjoy the real process of yeah of what we do here, warts and all, warts and all, even if and all
1: collapsed tracheas and all. <laughs> Even if your throat is full of goo, you're getting the whole picture here, folks. Anyway, it's good to have you all here. Welcome to the show. It's January 29th, almost done with his first month of the new year, 2021, and uh, we're here to do a show. Patrick's in a hotel somewhere, recovering from, uh, not recovering, he's he's just quarantining. He's being careful uh, while he uh, makes some sort of travel thing. So him being here was already slim at this time of day, but even more so because, you know, he's out there uh, traveling and doing stuff. So so if you're all wondering where Patrick has been lately, it's just, uh, you know, Doing Patrick things, but don't worry. At some point, we'll see him back on the mic. I'm sure of it. I traveled over. Uh, I traveled over the weekend, and uh, I and heard
0: quarantining by doing nothing different because I work and live at home.
1: Right, and you went with your wife, so it's not like you have to separate from her. And uh, exactly, yeah, you're doing it exactly yeah. right. I mean, let me just say, yeah. happy birthday from us here at Aww. Frog Pants Central, Garrett. Happy birthday.
0: Oh, thank you, Scott.
1: No problem. I, I hope it was relaxing and fun, and and all of that. And oh, we should give credit though uh, to your wife. So um, we were having this conversation earlier, and we'd have this conversation a lot actually. But both Garrett and I, I think, uh, married up in this world. Uh, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. A, a, uh, a leveling up experience, and not a not a dropping down. We went right to mythic, is what I'm saying. And um, we're
0: uh, we're getting carried because we're lower level. They're higher level. They're, they're we they are carrying us. That's right.
1: We're getting we're getting mythic level gear, and we don't deserve it. Well, that has a weird connotation. I should probably stop. But anyway, the point is, uh, our wives are great, <laughs> and I'm glad that she uh, took care of you for her birthday. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, All right. man, it was it was it was good. She 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 she, she did real well. Some of the, the nicest damn
1: thing anyone's ever done for me. So. Well, very Shout cool. To
0: our awesome wives.
1: To our awesome wives, may they ever reign as our awesome wives. And now, I, I get one. oh, you you okay? You do it. Go ahead. These side quests. <laughs> Oh man, there's stuff going on. Um, before we dive into this first one, uh, BlizzCon line, right? Is that how we're saying it? Um, is Unfortunately. happening. Unfortunately, <laughs> we are like a little less than a month away from that. Um, the week of the twentieth of February is that time, and there's a lot of stuff swirling around in, ter- in terms of rumors and some some things. Um, we're going to get to some of that today, but I think it's easy to forget that we actually have a bona fide albeit virtual Blizzard event coming up, which may yield a whole bunch of stuff. You know, I don't know what we're going to get, but uh, could be could be a big deal. As a result, though, a lot of January has been pretty quiet. There's not a lot coming out. And this feels a little bit like an August or a September before BlizzCon where, you know, things quiet down because they're holding things close to the vest. It's not necessarily huge game announcements, but, you know, they don't they're not necessarily just bursting at the seams with information right before an event like this. So we're kind of in that pattern again a little bit. And um, yeah, we yeah. Have uh, on to say. top
0: of the fact that the lead up into this was the holidays,
1: mm-hmm. which is when blizzard is
0: notoriously silent because they actually, they take time off right. <laughs> and stop working for a while. Right. Um, and so you had that leading into now, essentially the, the, the pre blizzcon silence.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where we're at and it's okay. You know, I'm not, I'm not too stressed about it, except you know, silence sometimes is deadly, and you sort of want to hear, you know, what's going on out there. But we'll hear soon enough.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and World of Warcraft is especially. I mean, I mean, Hearthstone just got a major update. Like if you're playing that game, you know, they're still they're just still moving at the beat of their own drum. They don't seem to be letting BlizzCon affect them all that much. Same for Heroes of the Storm. They kind of just do their own thing. But World of Warcraft, they've always been so darn cagey, and they yeah. seem to really plan around the time when it's like okay now we're allowed to show you what we got yeah we're gonna get up on stage we're gonna do a presentation or we're gonna do a video or mm-hmm. especially the last year they've been it's all been videos it's not like they've had a chance to record from blizzard campus like they used to
1: sure so sure.
0: and we still um, don't we you know yeah.
1: we, we don't know what wow we'll bring for this particular BlizzCon, but one would expect big updates from the diablo 4 team possibly some other stuff, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, we have a whole nother side quest about a possible other game that might get announced. Classic news, all sorts of stuff. So keep your eye on the prize. We're not that far away and we'll find out what the heck's going on. In the meantime, Activision, uh, they have, they own a company, or they owned a company called Vicarious Visions, about a 200-person team. And if you haven't heard of Vicarious Visions before, they were the development studio in charge of getting that Tony Hawk 1 and 2 remake out the door and killed it with it. Did a great job. Um, and it sold really well. And they kind of nailed it for both fans and newcomers alike. It was a really strong um, remastering of those of those two properties. And I really like it. So uh, anyway, they have merged that company in with Blizzard proper. So it's no longer just a subsidiary of Activision. Vicarious Visions now works with and in Blizzard Entertainment. And there's been a lot of speculation about what that means. Some reliable, some not so reliable. A really great article and write-up on Bloomberg.com. Gamesindustry.biz has a whole write-up on it. There have been people who have thrown in their hats with a couple of rumors about what they would be doing. But we also have some indications of where these folks are going to be at. So basically it comes down to this. These guys are known for really, really quality attempts at bringing back classic franchises and making them new again the Tony Hawk experience being one of them. Uh, Due to how poor Warcraft 3 Reforged was received in and outside of Blizzard, they want to avoid repeating those mistakes for something like, let's say, Diablo 2 Remastered or Resurrected or whatever they're going to call it. Interesting. Hmm, perfect timing to bring in a a team of expert uh, remasterers to come in and do your thing. So, Blizzard's Team 1, responsible for StarCraft 2, StarCraft Remastered, Heroes of the Storm... Uh, Warcraft Three Reforged, they were quietly re- dismantled last fall, um, broken up a little bit. It doesn't mean that any of those individual games uh, experienced a breakup. Like Heroes continues on as it as it has continued on and so forth. But there was a dismantling of kind of the managerial and sort of production line structure of that team. And members of Team One offered interviews uh, for other jobs a Blizzard. Some of them left. Started new studios, working for new studios like uh, Frost Giant, Inc., Dreamhaven, we've talked about before. Uh, uh, Blizzard's Diablo 4 team is now working together directly with these Vicarious Visions people, according to the Bloomberg article, on the development of Diablo 2 Resurrected. Is this good news or bad news to your ears, Garrett? How do you feel?
0: Uh, it's, it, I mean, as you pointed out, uh, you and I share a, a deep love of the Tony Hawk remake. We both think it's, it's quite well done. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's good news to me. Uh, cause I think another opinion you and I share is that Warcraft three or forge was really disappointing. Mm-hmm. Garbage so, maybe, maybe even garbage. I would say a little bit of garbage. Yeah, uh, yeah I've been meaning en- I've been mean enough to that game. So <laughs> just gonna I'm just gonna go with uh, some jargon. I'm I'm gonna go with disappointing.
1: Yeah. But, I, I appreciate you yeah. uh, going that direction because it's, it's probably taking enough heat at this point. But
0: uh, Yeah, it's um it's strange for sure. Yeah. But uh yeah, I mean also it's like it's important to note that Diablo two resurrected or whatever it ends up being called, is this is not an official announcement from Blizzard. This no. is a Jason Schreier piece on Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. Jason yeah, this, Schreier does tend to have
1: good sources though yeah my expectation is there is such a thing it probably even is called resurrected and i'll bet we hear about it at this blizzcon if it is indeed a thing but um knowing that they're going to put a dedicated team of devs on these kinds of projects moving forward and not sort of half assing it the way they did with reforged is a good sign uh How much I really want to... I know when I say this, a million people are going to cry out and say, of course, we want to play it. I don't know how excited I I personally would be about a Reforged 2 because I know what that actually means. It'll be up-resed. It'll look better. Better models. Better all that. But it's still going to be pre-rendered 2D Diablo. I I know It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be, but I'll bet you money that's what it is. Because if it was just going to be, hey, we're going to use the 3-engine or some hybrid of three and four or whatever a newer 3d engine. And we're going to make the Diablo two experience in that engine. Personally, that's what I would want. Yeah, that's what I want too. And that's what I think they have to do. I don't think that. I don't think so. They, think they
0: already did this and it wasn't good. It was called Warcraft three reforged. They just <laughs> I, made I, the I exact same game yeah. with the exact same controls. And all they did was, you know, slap a, a prettier, much more involved. I know I, <laughs> I hate reducing this game, even though I didn't like it, because I'm sure there's blood, sweat, and tears sure. across how much work went in that game. But that I don't think they can do that at this point. If they do, it's going to be hellfire and brimstone <laughs> from from the fan base.
1: Well, the fan base thinks it wants. See, this is okay. So this is where the the paths diverge a little bit. I think the fans think what they want is a true adaptation slash upscaling of the game they remember but it's one of those things where i'm going to just say this controversial statement i don't think they actually want what they think they want i think what they really want whether they know it or not is what i want which is maybe sounds arrogant but i want a 3d (laughs) remastered experience not the old stuttery 2d uh, game i don't i
0: I do as well and i'll take it one further which is like i think that's all you can do and for to have like measurable success i don't think they're allowed to just make (laughs) two again with the same controls and just make it look a little bit better as mentioned they already did that and also you look at trends uh you've got the the resident evil remakes which have done quite well Uh, i think what is it two more than three but still there that are not like point for point remakes they're very close but they take their own liberties and they bring it into the 21st century they're doing the same thing with final fantasy 7 right like that that again is like clearly a lot of love and a lot of reverence for where it came from but again taking liberties updating it bringing it to the 21st century and all of those games have seen a lot of success and a lot of
1: and they've reviewed quite well um and the same goes for tony hawk like, yeah, Tony Hawk is literally that, is that. You're right, because they didn't they didn't say, well, we better keep the old jittery, uh, crappy PS1 graphics on this, because that's what people will expect. Like, no, they moderned up that thing and made it look like a new game. Yeah, but that one's under- tough,
0: because it yeah. rides the line, almost like
1: a, one
0: might say it does a 50-50 grind. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. um, but but like, the controls are extremely... Close to the way they, they worked in the original games, yeah. but the, I think the difference there is that those controls are very good and have actually aged quite well. Yeah. Um. But again, they're still they're still cleaning it up. They're still bringing thing like um, uh, controls and and abilities in the game uh that weren't in the first first tony hawk and they're yeah. but they're bringing it down anyway you can you have the option of turning it off there's a lot of customization in that game and i think that's why it kind of gets away with being a little more beholden to where it came from yeah but they they still again they still took a few liberties took a few extra steps and modernized quite a bit and and so that's where i just i look at diablo 2 and i look at the reception of warcraft three 4 and i just go i think they know this it sure yeah. seems like they know this because they just <laughs> absorbed vicarious
1: visions yeah um that's a 200, yeah that's a two hundred man studio, like they didn't just buy four people they bought a or they not buy, but they integrated a full blown capable of much larger than just a four k uprez it's not it's not that kind of department like these guys could make a standalone game. This is a team that, when done with this, assuming they're even working on this, they could work on a new i p They could be another team at Blizzard doing other stuff like that's a that's a big enough absorption. To see any of those scenarios play out. And in this particular case, yeah. Like, I, my expectation is I need more than just an up res. If that's all it is, this is a weird. This is like throwing a. Putting a hot dog in an expensive smoker. Like, why? Why are you doing that? You know what I mean? Let's, I mean, it
0: sounds like a good hot dog. I'll totally eat it. <laughs> but um,
1: it's overkill, though. Ye, you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And again,
0: like, this is not an official announcement. Like w- we are both just talking about where we feel this is going to go and where we feel it should go. And, and I'm, I'm personally, I'm hoping where I think it needs to go is aligned with where it is going. Mm. Um, cause I just, I just don't think a faithful up res would be enough. You know, the, the brood war fans seemed happy with that, but that's a game that like still to this day is played in esports, sports Right. And so having like an, a faithful, really like old school one-to-one recreation of how that game controls was actually quite important
1: for brood right. war. I agree. Uh, In fact, that seemed- was the, that was the chief reason to do it that way with Starcraft one and brood war because anything else would have just been Starcraft two looking with just the campaign and the maybe the, the, the units and capabilities of said units of, of the first game. And its first expansion, and that's it. Like, that would have been weird from the opposite side. Like, that's a case where we didn't want the game to to look like a modern game, which in that case the comparative version would have been StarCraft II, because you've already got that game. That game exists. It's called StarCraft II. And they didn't need to do that. In this case, totally agree. If you really want to sell this thing and have it go crazy and bring, you know, really bring players back to it and to it for the first time, you don't make this some 2D freaking Chop fest member 2001, everybody kind of experience. It can't be that way, so we'll That's see what happens. definitely where my head is at. Hey, uh, Garrett, let's talk about how fast people can go through Torghast now because uh, I guess apparently it's a lot uh, faster than I've ever done it.
0: Quite, I guess, I guess we've all been doing it wrong, um, or at least we're not doing it very fast. Uh, so players have now cleared Torghast layer eight in less than five minutes, um, <laughs> which. Like, I've got an SSD. I'm not even sure I can, like, load in to that many floors that quickly. But uh, popular speedrunning website, speedrun.com, has a category to track all kinds of all speedruns uh, by different categories, and recently a new category has been added. Players are competing to see how fast that they can complete a Layer 8 run of Torghast. Uh, timing starts at the uh, first movement in the instance. It's got some interesting rules here. Yeah. Uh, timing ends at the moment the health of the final boss reaches zero. So that's how they, they measure the time. Uh, you do need to show that it's layer eight by either showing the queue pop up or the chat message showing you like that you queued for layer eight mm-hmm. and floor skipping glitches are not allowed. So uh, it turns out the uh, a player by the name of small doe, which is a, a demon hunter completed an entire layer eight run in four minutes. Fifty seconds and zero uh, eight six milliseconds, uh, because that's <laughs> yeah. how closely we measure speed running. Uh, the wing he ran was the upper reaches, and his uh, strategy included using speed items, mainly like uh, cracked redinex control gems, to rush through the first floor of layer eight. Uh, there's also a video of the run up right now over at speedrun.com under the Wow categories, as well as a YouTube video that we have linked here in the show notes. So you should go check
1: it out. Um, I'm showing the chat right now. In fact, there's a lot of, so for those at home who can't see this, um, the strategies are interesting. He is, he's really, he's doing a lot of sort of, Hey, uh, I'm going to aggro a bunch of dudes, but I'm never going to stop and fight anybody. They're all going to come gather up and we're going to fight a little bit together. And I may have to go out and sort of AOE some of this stuff down, but really it's all about getting to that boss of the floor, fight that boss as fast as humanly possible, use speed buffs, whatever you can get on anima speed buffs, uh, uh, and so on throughout the level. And then once you get the boss down, none of the other trash matters. Even if they're still there and in mass, they don't hurt you. They're Well, they do, but they're just, they're they're hacking at you. They do not stop you from leaving. Uh, only the boss does. So as soon as that boss goes down, you're through the portal. Um, the other thing he does, I notice is an interesting tactic, is when you kill the boss, you get an anima ball, you know, a little glowy thing where it used to be, and that anima ball, of course, is going to give you whatever ability you're going to choose next. He cancels out of that as soon as he sees it, goes through the portal first. And then while in the portal, the game has a natural load time. In that portal, he's choosing his anima power. So there's like these little things like that that cut down on microseconds uh, during the expansion or the experience. And it does seem to me that his what, what's the Demon Hunter dash ability? I forget what that's called.
0: Um, uh, I don't remember. Yeah. You know sure the one. Trevor I mean, will remind us very, very shortly.
1: Yeah. It's the DPS spec, but it's the, I forgot what it's called. Anyway, I had it tied to my Q key, but, uh, anyway, he's using that a lot and, uh, just ripping through stuff. Never stops to fight trash ever. Um, and he did the Yeah, whole- just,
0: just bypasses them entirely because they, they do have an aggro leash range. Right. Um, and, and also just the speed. That the demon hunter is is, is burning through bosses is uh, is pretty crazy. I, I was scrubbing through the video. I could not find a place where uh, this player showed their gear because I'm really curious what their eye level is at. Oh yeah, because great question. Cl- like they're yeah. clearly like not prioritizing enemy anima- abilities at all. Uh, so got to be well geared. I have to imagine to to pull this off at the, at the speed that oh, yeah. uh that this player has has managed to achieve
1: yeah it's crazy and apparently the choice of speedrunners right now of character is a demon hunter it's the one they're all saying is the best fastest get through their quick kind of yeah play, kinda you have, plus you
0: have abilities like evasion and whatnot to to avoid the amount of damage you're going to be taking because you, as you mentioned yeah he does bypass pass a lot of the trash here but they 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 also like depending on which Kind of map you get, some of the trash might be wailing on you while you're killing that final boss. Right,
1: right. So, so our big complaint about this taking too long, <laughs> apparently, it's just because we're messing with too much trash. Maybe we're meant to do more, run through them, aggro a pile of them, AOE them all down at once, uh, at, at, at you know, in larger quantities, and get to that boss as fast as I can. Maybe we're just doing Torghast wrong. Now, I know we're not trying to speed run Torghast. <laughs> I understand that, but maybe my you know being in there for forty five minutes is or longer is there's is more about me just one-offing every c- creature I run into. You know what I mean? The, the, there's a
0: major disparity between classes in terms of that, even of this even being possible Yeah. Uh on, on, on top of like, what's your gear at, right? You know, what, what is your baseline power level? Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take too much away from this. If if, <laughs> if, 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 if the, if you're playing a demon hunter, yeah, There's probably some stuff to learn here to speed up your, your tour gas runs. But, yeah. You know, if you're yep. a priest or a mage, no. Like, can you imagine a mage pulling this much no, stuff and just die?
1: Can't do it. You just die. So you're right. Uh it's it's very class specific. Um also there was a glitch on a bug, I guess, on one of the floors, and he called it out in the video with a with a with a title, but doesn't really get into the detail in the video about what the bug was. But what that basically meant is in theory, even though he's got the he's got the record, his next run could shave three, four seconds off that, that run. Oh. Interesting. So I, I personally, I'm not super into the speedrunning scene, but man, do I enjoy it when I poke my head in once in a while. There's something about speedrunning in all kinds of games that um, that intrigues me. I mean, heck, the freaking um, Blizzard—I was forget what it's called the con- the competition where they're where they're trying to beat the two teams are trying to go through the mythic dungeon. Oh,
0: mythic dungeon, mythic dungeon.
1: What's it called? It's called oh. It used to be Mythic Dungeon Invitational, but isn't the Invitational part over now? I guess so. Whatever they call that—that's that—is the essence of that. Really, it's a race, and that is can be really interesting. And I always like the ones that are non-glitch runs. Like, so there's like versions of, uh, you know, Zelda 64, uh, Ocarina of Time, where the speed run. There's two speed run types. One that is just. Straight up by the rules, and then there's the one that you can use glitches in the geometry or slip through a little hole that no one knew about or whatever, whatever. Warp to levels you're not supposed to. It essentially cheats. And those are legit in terms of let's have the fastest run using those techniques. And then there's these other legit runs. That stuff's fascinating to me. And I found myself sometimes, I did this with this, just watching. Just watching, watching, watching. I watched another couple of attempts at this. Came really close to this guy's time. Didn't quite do it. But I find it fascinating. It's a part of gaming I'll never do myself. No interest. Do not care about me doing it or having any record in anything. But those who do, I find you people incredibly fascinating. So keep it up. And may you break your five-minute time thing or whatever it is. All right. Uh, Good job, Small Doe, I guess is what I'm saying. Let's get to the main topic today. (laughs) All right, as we mentioned, BlizzCon line. Yeah, I know it's still dumb to say, but that's that's what you say uh, is a, news,
0: a segment bumper that sounds like old, bad, like '60s news was like, "We've got our eyes on BlizzCon line." Yeah,
1: it's a very like almost '90s internet super high, or information superhighway kind of thinking about what to call something with an online. Oh, name. I can't wait to surf over to BlizzCon line. There you go. I'm gonna surf, baby. On the World Wide Web. Anyway, uh, it's Radical. happening the, the week end of the 20th. It'll be uh, like a regular BlizzCon, mostly a Friday and Saturday type event, although there'll be little things here and there. So given that it's obviously not a physical event, it's not at the Anaheim Convention Center, we're all doing it online, and I believe they have not said that anything's going to be paywall-gated. I think this is for everybody. Um
0: yes, they've come out and said that it's going to be a free event to watch. Okay. I wasn't sure that had been confirmed, but that's good to hear. I'm curious if they're going to have some sort of like uh bonus, you know, premium ticket thing you can buy that includes some in-game goodies, because that's something we're used to from BlizzCon. True. Uh and I also wonder if they would wall any potential Maybe they exist, maybe they don't exist, you know, play at home demos behind that.
1: Ooh. Well, that's actually one of the questions I have about this. So rumors have been floating around pretty heavily about Burning Crusade being announced and maybe playable uh, in beta form and maybe in the form you're talking about, either behind a paywall or like they did with WoW Classic the first time. Well, that was paywall too. Everybody who had a virtual ticket could play it back in 2018 uh, for a day or whatever it was or that weekend. I forget how they did it. Um, but anyway, there's a lot of rumors floating around that, uh, the popular Burning Crusade ex- expansion for the game will be not only announced, but maybe have a release date and playable. Um, I figured we probably have some thoughts on this. I found all sorts of resources out there, people making, uh, predictions and stuff. Techradar.com, for example, had a really comprehensive breakdown of what they thought this would look like, what it would mean, how it would work and so on, but kind of have some of my own ideas. So I still think there are big questions hanging around a launch like this for classic players. Like, is it a standalone product? Is it tied to wow classic in the traditional sort of, we've now upgraded to this new expansion sort of thing like the game was originally, or are they going to keep these separate experiences or both? Will I be able to take my level 60 classic character, which I don't actually have, but let's say I had one, <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause I'm really, you know, classic yeah. hasn't really been my jam, but, um, but if I had one can I copy him and and now have a version of you know Gurp the classic character in Burning Crusade and off he goes doing that but I still keep Gurp the vanilla player in his in his you know self-contained sort of wow classic original state his vanilla state and no one's there none, none of that has been talked about by anybody Blizzard I mean like all of us are wondering but um Well yeah but well again it's like worth
0: pointing out like Burning Crusade classic hasn't been officially confirmed by Blizzard right it doesn't exist
1: except in all of our heads. We're sure that this is probably it, coming.
0: It's just like I, all, by every metric we were privy to, WoW Classic was a success.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And successes don't just they they, they can't help themselves. It's right. like movies. Like there's going to be a sequel. And right. In this case, is going to be it's going to be a sequel to the sequel.
1: Yeah. But see, <laughs> like, the whole book, my whole complaint or not complaint, my problem is we're looking at a scenario, potentially, if that's all this is, it's just an expansion and and people just keep playing through. Eventually, you're going to catch up and you're going to catch up faster. Well, maybe not faster because this is about two years now. It's about the amount of time that came between Vanilla and BC has passed for this to launch. But let's just say in theory, in a few more years, then you're, what are you doing? You doing Lich King? Okay. What about after that? Oh, you're going to do freaking what came after that? Cataclysm. You can do Cataclysm. cataclysm. Like, you're just going to keep going. And eventually, what? You meet, you meet in the, uh, meeting, I don't know, where modern, the modern, like, I don't, that, that is what I don't understand. For this to be a unique experience, it almost needs to be complete snapshots of the game. So here's vanilla. Here's BC. They are separate and they are eternal. And, They exist on their own and you can play in them. And if you do, that character's there. That's the only place they'll ever be. This eternal progression through other expansions should only exist with a sort of copy and move sort of thing, but not sort of toggle on and off. I mean, I don't know. I don't have all the answers, but otherwise... I mean, they had to have had this conversation. How else does this work? Because are you just making Warcraft again and repeating history? Or are you maintaining the vanilla spirit, which is why people want a vanilla in the first place, which is... It's the original. I love. It's where all my nostalgia is. It's where I spent all my time. So I want to go back to that and stay there and not have an advance. Like it's a weird balance. I don't know how they're going to do it. Yeah,
0: I, I, I it's a thing that enters my mind a lot. And I think we, we talked about it like months ago. I think we may have talked talked about it like a week or two after Classic launch. Yeah. Which was way more than months ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can't help but you know, like we were talking about. Uh, a completely unofficial mention of a Diablo 2 remake. Like I just have feelings about the way it could slash should go. And I mean obviously who knows? They could do whatever. But but like the The mere mention of it just being an update to Wild WoW Classic and it just be like when Birdie Crusade rolled out before and they'll suddenly it's burning crusade classic and there's no more just WoW classic that just seems to like miss the mark of why people even wanted classic in the first place. Right. Because like, that's, that's why we had it. That's why we had the issue with private service. People wanted to go back and play original world of Warcraft. Yeah. And so I, I see burning crusade classic as like, it's, you know, maybe you go through the wild WoW classic menu to get to it, but you need to choose like a discrete realm to play it.
1: Right. Yes, you know, I there's, agree. There's all kinds
0: of ways you can you can set this up. It can be its own launchable game. It can be accessed through the classic quote-unquote client but you have to choose a different server or they could do something completely new that I'm not even thinking about.
1: Well, seeing this is, I agree with you hundred percent on this because otherwise you're just a 14 year old mirror of what already happened. And therefore yes. we know where you're going to end up at some point you're playing BFA. And are you hating it then in your classic version of BFA? <laughs> like, Potentially. Right. right. That's
0: that is another place where my brain goes off. And I'm just like, I think as long as it's successful, we're going to keep getting the next chapter of classic. But I have to imagine at some point there's going to be a dip, uh, a drop-off and they're going to look at it and go, probably not worth making Mr. Pandaria Classic or Cataclysm Classic or PFA Classic.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, troglodyte in the chat says something interesting about EverQuest. It says this is the way it works there. They make progression servers where the expansion keeps rolling. After a while, they make a new progression server and the hype happens all over again. So it sounds like they are doing just that. They're saying start at the beginning and work your way through again where i'm arguing that the the only way to do this and keep players happy but also to keep it distinct from from retail wow is to have the game the game states be individual to the expansions and you play yeah, in the that, one you want
0: that's how i feel as well and i and and like me personally i like classic i played quite a bit of it didn't hit 60 really close one of these days i'm gonna get bored enough and go back and finish that out yeah um I, I, would, I would be much more interested in a Burning Crusade classic because even though I did play in vanilla, like a lot of my nostalgia is more tied up in BC and Wrath of the Lich King because that's when I started raiding. Yeah. Like, yeah. and that's, that's, yeah, that's where like my burning love for this game really, really began. Sure. Um, so, like, I personally would like the option to like copy p- paste my character over. Like, I don't want to start at 1 again when while, when Burning Crusade Classic comes out. I want to start at 60, run through the portal, and get on my way. I want to play BC. I don't want to play through Classic again. Right.
1: Um, right. Can you imagine, so, though, if they said... See, there's no way they do this. But if they said, hey, BC Classic is out. Start a new character on those servers and essentially play vanilla again and then play Classic. <laughs> BC. You can't do that to people. It has to this is the, this be a Copy thing. forward. Am, there has to be. I I I
0: believe in in my the deepest recesses of my bones that there are players out there who would love that. It would be so jazzed. You'd have streams, you know, race to race the world first 70. Like people just have, some people would be so into that. I think the vast majority of players, and I would count myself among them, would just be like, "Oh, come on! Yeah. I just, I just want to run through the dark portal and get started. Let's yeah. go! Give me Hellfire Peninsula, or give me death."
1: Right? Maybe it means you have to abandon vanilla, and that's the choice you make. Because if you want to take now, they're going to give us copyable characters. They have to. They have. That's,
0: to. That, that's if I if I could. You know, armchair design, my, my perfect way this happens, it's yeah. it's either a standalone game or realms. It's irrelevant to me, right. but it's a standalone form in, of some fashion, and you can copy your, your classic characters over.
1: I also don't think they can but get But they also
0: continue to exist in in the original vanilla classic
1: right. realm that they came from. Right, like a beta server or a PTR or something. It's like a, yeah. a way yeah, to keep like, both. Yeah. <laughs> sort of like uh, that, not quite the same as that, but...
0: Not quite, but, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's what we do when we test on, uh, on PTR and we do character copies. That's kind
1: of what I'm imagining. Yeah. Yeah. So we know they have the tech to do it, but then, then this opens this other question. If they start getting really fiddly with what, uh, what tech they want to have for copying characters forward or duplicating them or toggling them or whatever solutions they come up with. And then things get more complicated because in two years they launch, uh, Wrath of the Lich King classic. And now we have those questions again, and it's three layers deep now, these questions, um, At what point does too much fiddly tech to make you be able to move around in those worlds start to start to peel back the reasons you're going to play classic in the first place? Do you know what I mean? Like you can't give us too much choice. You get like we got to make some choices. Like if we're going to copy forward, we're done, and now we're playing that game. There can't be oh, I changed my mind. I want to convert my guy back to BC only, and you know have the levels no, no, no. i think you change. just leave copies behind every time that's you, gotta you, be if it. You copy a character over to bc
0: uh, now there's a, a 60 that you know is still over there on the vanilla server and now you have the new 60 that can continue past into 70 and be and and whatnot on the bc server yeah it's like you have the two discrete versions of this character one in vanilla one in burning crusade
1: yeah i think i agree with that we'll see what they do um Everyone's expecting some conversation around it and probably something playable. We don't know. We're making that up mostly, but it just seems right. And um, yeah, uh, the, other, the only other question I really had hanging around this thing was, do you think this is where a pricing thing happens or do they stay with the $15 standard wow package and this just gets you all the classic upgrades as well as, you know, continued retail? I I
0: think you just have to keep it as is because it would kind of, it's so hard to take things away. It's so hard to to set an expectation and then, and and then walk it back. And that's how that
1: would be perceived. Yeah. I think I would too. I mean, I'd perceive it that way, but, but
0: and, and and, yeah, and I, I don't want to send us off on the, you know, like game subscription service, uh, rabbit holes. We love, love running off on, but Mm -hmm. like the, the value proposition of game subscriptions, has changed drastically and it's continuing to change every day. It is becoming increasingly difficult, I think to justify a subscription to a single game. Yeah. I think more and more.
1: Yeah. That, you know what? Best argument I've heard for them, not upping the price because you can't, you can't in the face of the value proposition that is game pass or that is even Ubisoft connect or any number of services where $15 gets you hundreds of games. in in some cases, um some of which are big community based almost MMO style games and in that case there's plenty of free alternatives like i don't think blizzard could justify saying well since we're doing bc and we're adding a bunch of content there's more support and everything we're going to jump everything up to 20 i think that would be a problem they can't do it yeah,
0: i think so too yeah you know maybe maybe they give you one to x amount of Transfers for free, but if you want more than that, there's a a service fee for that. Like you want to move over like four characters, you're gonna have to start paying. Yeah. Um, I could see something like that. I personally would prefer something like that to Mm. just a blanket. No, you want to play this? You get you got to go to the next tier of WoW subscription. I don't. I don't want to get into that. Yeah. I'd I'd rather have like more essentially microtransactions. Yeah. Um, but for things that are one and done, and I don't need to worry about again. Right. And, the tr- um, and the- but that's that's the thing too is like blizzard blizzard's really done a number on their public image the last few years but i look at wow classic as like a, just an all-around win and the announcement of it not having an additional cost to enjoy it was a big part of that because i was i don't think i was on was i on the show yet i may have uh, just started i
1: don't think so maybe you just started yeah
0: maybe on, when it was announced yeah. yeah i don't i don't think i was on the instance then but I was convinced there was going to be an additional charge for Wild Classic. Yeah, it really was. I thought it would be like five bucks. was
1: like, hey, you want to do just Wild Classic? Pay us five. You want to do everything? Twenty, or something like that. But they
0: didn't do it. they're just like, yeah, you get. Do you have a Wild subscription? Yeah. Well, you can play the game. Yeah. I was just like, damn. Well done. That's to me. That was a really positive, and and resounding win. Well, for, 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 wow. And for blizzard, in my opinion.
1: Now, if you're saying like chat saying, how about 20 for the entire blizzard library? That's a very different question. And I think maybe that there's some value in that subscribe to all blizzard games for 20 bucks. Yeah. If you don't, already I, own I'm them.
0: wondering when that's going to happen Yeah, for sure. I feel and like that's a thing. Even make, the, the fact that they are under the Activision umbrella too, it's just like, how do they not have their own thing like that already? Right. Right. Hey, here get get your ActaBlizz sub and yeah. play all the Call of Duty you want. Tony Hawk, what the hell else does Activision have? I literally can't think of a uh, single other Activision
1: game. Call of Duty. Hold on, I mean they have other games, but yeah, I mean this is part of the problem, right? They Blizzard. You still uh, got the
0: guitar. Play Guitar Hero three. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, and then all the and the whole Blizzard library. You know
1: that. Yeah, yeah. I'm Dude, wondering but, when we're going to
0: get to that point,
1: but. You do an Ubisoft Connect style subscription, which is exactly what that is. That's 15 bucks a month. And you have access to all Ubisoft games. EA Play is similar, although less money. Um, Some of them have like different degrees. Yeah. but What you you can't do, what you cannot do is come in and say, hey, up until now, I I guess what I'm saying is how sustainable is it to say you're going to pay $15 a month for one TV show. And then somebody like Netflix or HBO Max coming along and saying, Hey, what if we charged you eight bucks a month for thousands of TV shows? Like that is starting to be what's happening in gaming, where WoW's one TV show for fifteen bucks, or Blizzard's one TV show for fifteen bucks a month is gonna start looking weird. And I'm not saying it's Blizzard's fault, our fault, anybody's fault. It's just the market is changing. And the market that a lot of that market change is out of their hands. So uh, you know, yesterday it was reported that twenty-four million subs on um, uh, game pass in the last year or whatever it was. It's a big increase. That's starting to take off in a big way. Being on PC makes a big difference. Um, Not just for console, that sort of thing. Those sorts of services are going to start to be more and more attractive because you get more, you just straight up get more and blizzards offering a game with a classic counterpart for that same price. I don't know. Like I've always asked how long this is sustainable but now I'm really asking it. Cause I don't know, man. I don't think it is. Long term, like whatever long term means. Like the game's 15, 16 years old, but but like, is it possible that in 25 years people are still paying, you know, 10 or excuse me, 15 bucks for World of Warcraft only? I don't I can't see it. I just can't see it.
0: Yeah, I, I really, I really don't know. It's it the whole this whole side of it just, just so fascinating to me because we're just in uncharted territory games i have just not stuck around this long mm-hmm. and like like you can just think of i don't know some of the kind of throwaway statements we make when talking about world of warcraft that's like oh it's for an older crowd like what the hell did we ever have a, is a statement like that about a video game no, it's we, like yeah World of Warcraft is becoming like the, the classic cars for gamer boomers. It's, <laughs> it's wild. And I kind of dig it. Like, that is not a shot at it at all. Oh. Like, anyone who knows me knows I like cars. But um, it's just, it's so nutty to me because we're, we're past the point where I, like, where I stand, I'm surprised we still have the subscription model as, it's, as it is. Like, yeah. I'm surprised it has lasted this long. Yeah
1: me too. I um, thought it would so, happen. So I thought it sh- I thought it would shake loose a little more during the onslaught of competition from other MMOs that were all doing free you know free to play models and I thought that was going to force Blizzard's hand sooner. It turns out they could still maintain. It didn't it didn't change too much. And ironically, the second biggest MMO in this world behind WoW, I don't know how far behind it is, but Final Fantasy 14 is also a subscription model. So it turns out the subscription models work if you've got deep games with lots of content but i still don't know how sustainable that is long term it's already I'll never more sustainable forgive the than
0: world for not uh playing more of uh, the old republic
1: right right <laughs> yeah i remember that Even
0: the game kept getting updates and i hear they're really good i am um, i hear it's because my friends left and i just eventually got sick of playing by myself
1: but. yeah i hear really solid things about it now um it's still it's free to play entry point is a little lame but uh it's real bad you yeah. should you should definitely pay the subscription if you're gonna yeah.
0: <laughs> if you want to get into the game yeah. the sub but, is um maybe
1: just get a taste for it on the free tier and then go, yeah, I think I'll stay and then immediately pay up because it's it's whatever but you know, like someone just said in the chat, look yeah. we've been doing this since two thousand seven or others earlier than that, and for me two thousand four um for about a year I had a twenty five year card that someone lent me, but they don't work there anymore, so that all went away. I don't think they do that anymore, but anyway, the point is you pay for it that long, it's just life it's just. This is your money every month to World of Warcraft, and it's been here since many of you were in high school or whatever, and you just pay it. But I'm just saying the gaming ecosystem as a whole is really shifting right now. And I don't know that Blizzard can do it that much longer without doing some value add. And I don't know what that is. Everything we have available now, including free to play stuff. Hearthstone gets two extra packs, free cards a month. And if you, if you're on this subscription sub and, and it's 20 bucks for everything. And I don't know, maybe, maybe there's a way around this, but yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and, and chat, I think chat rooms kind of
0: misunderstanding me. It's like, I'm not saying that's like, and uh, it's like, they're just going to tear it down. Cause it's just outdated and it doesn't work. Cause clearly it's still working. Otherwise they wouldn't be doing it. But I think just the more we, we kind of go down this road, I, I'm curious if there's not yet more alternatives to to accessing World of Warcraft than the two we have right now, which is either pay with money or pay with tokens. Yeah. Um, if it gets wrapped up into some grander, grander subscription. So, I don't know. I feel like some, some people don't find trends in gaming as fascinating as I do.
1: It's <laughs> same. No, I let some of my favorite bits about this. Like, I, my games coverage on everything I do on the network is mostly about the bigger, broader... Folk the bigger, broader picture anyway. I don't, you know, I don't care so much about the details. I care about these big shifting sands because they're interesting to me. They're fascinating to me. Because the you know, the gaming industry at the macro level is really, really interesting. Um, Sunshaft Games in the chat says, I think Scott is wrong, and as long as we love it, we support it. Um I do think that misses my point. No no offense to I mean, I'm happy to have this feedback, but what I'm what I'm actually getting at is larger than I love a thing therefore I'm willing to pay for it. I'm talking about massive market shifts on the macro large population scale that force some of this stuff to shift around. Now Blizzard could in perpetuity for the rest of their existence probably charge 15 bucks a month for World of Warcraft and do enough there to maintain. Um but it's starting to just be a different world, man. Subscription it's like it's a little like saying uh, well, I like Blockbuster, and as long as I like them, I'm gonna keep going in there. Well, eventually they go to, they go away because market conditions <laughs> are whatever they are, and that's just the that's the end of that story. So, yeah, I don't well, think that holds up. Yeah,
0: I mean the the angle we haven't really mentioned, which I think chatrooms kind of uh, hitting on, is is like kind of like to Wow's credit, like it, the the subscription still works because Wow has stayed a good enough value proposition you know agreed personal opinions whether i like this expansion you don't like this expansion whatever here and there that's all personal opinion but like they put out expansions every two years they regularly update the game it is a uh, as far as i am concerned a quality product and that is you know worth giving them the nod uh to because it's the reason the subscription model is still there because there are
1: enough of us that feel it is worth paying yeah And you're right to its credit to me, it defied already has defied it (laughs) like they've already defied the the trends and stayed stalwart where they are and done fine. And that's also in the face of just normal drop off that happens with video games after years of play. And you're like, "Ah, I'm going to move on, do something else or I'm married now and I don't have time or whatever. Like it's withstood all those things. At a level that is sustainable, so this is not a knock on any of that. In fact, I'm surprised any of it did, and no one else can claim this. Blizzard's like alone in this category, in a way. Um, yeah, the- I mean they they also fell prey to it with their own other MMO, Titan, which just
0: didn't pan out. Yeah. Um. But, but yeah, it's 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 funny. By the way, they just announced that uh, Blizzard isn't handling Hearthstone's esports anymore. It is also going to ESL, and the esports side of things is where I see like. Oh, they, that's where a trend kind of fell out from under
1: them. Yeah, which, well, which it is, did, but I don't know. They, it did, but it didn't. Like, should Blizzard have ever been? All right, I'm going to make a controversial statement. This is true of everybody. So just not just Blizzard. Everybody in esports. Esports are better when third parties, which essentially is a is a is a community based effort even if they're companies and there's millions of dollars involved, I like them better when the third parties are in charge. I just do. I don't think the game company, I know they want to because there's a lot of money to be made, but I don't like it when the companies themselves, whether it be Riot or Valve or in this case Blizzard, I don't like when they're in charge of their own esports. It annoys me. To me, it seems like, that'd be like, I don't know, it'd be like if if you owned the the Jets and maybe this is true in in, in the NFL. <laughs> maybe there's more to this than I'm than I'm thinking out of my head. But you know, I don't want them to tell me how to be a fan or to how to consume the stuff. I want I don't want theirs to be the only stadium in the NFL I can see a game. And I want I don't want to only hear about the Jets when there's commercials and stuff about what's going on. I want a bigger, broader thing that covers the sports I like. And in eSports, I find that to be the same. I don't want it just to be through the lens of Blizzard's control or Valve's control or Riot's control or anyone else's control. So I like that ESL is taking over this stuff.
0: I do, too. I, I do, too. I, have a, I mean, I have a, I have a, I'm always quick to announce that I have a major bias with that because I came into eSports through StarCraft 2, and it's like that predated Twitch. Right. That was all homegrown. Right. Right. Uh and I and I really liked that and I, I think it's a reason that StarCraft 2 esports Sports have stayed such high quality, uh, especially if you're like me are a fan of of South Koreans uh, scene, especially the GSL, because <laughs> it was out the gate being produced by you know, like essentially a South Korean TV production. Sure. And still is. Yeah. Like it they, they've kept the same level of quality with you know incremental improvements the whole time. Yeah. Um so yeah, there's there's that, and also yeah, there's just I don't know, there's an artificial propping up that was happening with a lot of these Blizzard-run leagues. Uh, we saw the the ugliest version of that with HGC, mm-hmm. where they were just going until they couldn't anymore, and they just pulled the plug. Right. Um, so and this was, none happened. of this was in the notes, by the way, listeners. No, we're no, we're just
1: this all just in our heads here. But
0: yeah, now we're now we're just talking kind of talking about trends and whatnot. But yeah, like so many other companies chasing the MMO trend and and it didn't work out for them. And and Blizzard was the exception, and and obviously Final Fantasy,
1: uh, yeah. is as
0: well. Sure, um, but I I really I really look at esports and see that as the trend that that Blizzard really kind of threw themselves into and overextended.
1: Yeah, it bums me out because you see like Heroes right now is like having a bit of an esports resurgence thanks to the yeah CCL is great yeah it's
0: amazing yeah, they're doing a really good job with that. But again, third party, completely
1: homegrown, yeah. fan made content preferred. I just prefer it. Because I also feel yeah. like it's it's always it's always gonna be more real. Not that Blizzard was ever about making anything artificial, but if they're just gonna spend all their time propping it up and it didn't really truly have the legs that the community needed to be you know, behind it, then it was always gonna be either eh, we'll get rid of this or we won't. Like it was always gonna be down to one decision by one company. And I I don't know, it's not healthy for any sports, e sports aside. So anyway, yeah. Uh it's fascinating stuff. We'll see what happens with this classic rumor and possibly other stuff, maybe even related to subscriptions, come next month at BlizzCon Line. All right. Garrett, we're gonna play a game, but I'm changing the rules. Check this out.
0: Oh.
1: You're gonna love this. So done this. Do couple? I have to saw my leg off to get off of a pipe in the wall? <laughs> no. While a ventriloquist not. dummy talks to me? No, you do not have to do any of that puzzle guy. What's his name? Jigsaw. Uh, Jigsaw. You don't have to do any Jigsaw-style stuff here or have your head in a clamp or anything weird. Here's how it's going to work. So the last couple of episodes, I've given you a character in the lore of the game in World of Warcraft, and your job was to try to figure out who that was. And then I share a little info about who that character is and the guy who did the voice, or lady. Uh, In this case, somebody online or somebody on Twitter had a really good idea. They said, hey, why don't you let Garrett have like 10 questions he can ask? So it's a little bit like someone will say... You know, with the I spy game, I spy with my little eye a thing that's red. And then you can go, is it a person? No. Is it an object? Yes. Okay. Is it that fridge? No. Okay, get, I thought like, you were going to give me
0: categories and I was going to choose it like Jeopardy. No, <laughs> <Okay>. not like <laughs> that. This no. makes way more
1: sense. Yeah. And you okay. have ten. You have a limit of 10 of these that you can ask before you have to make your guess. And I have probably made this way too easy today in particular, but at least I want to start it off on the right foot. So <laughs> I'm going to play an audio clip. And then you're going to tell me who you think this is or start or start asking questions. And again, once you've made your guess, you're locked. There's no, you know, you can't go, oh, it's not him. OK, whoever. It is. So, all right, here we go. Simple enough. Those are the rules. Here's the clip. Energy, power, a dependence made manifest after the Sunwell was destroyed. Do we know who this is? Uh, oh, the other rules: you get two plays of it. If you request an additional play, you get one, but only one. Oh, okay.
0: All right. So I get to t- ask 10 questions. Yep. 10 questions. And it get can be guesses. Like, or do I
1: get to ask like. You have one guess, for... but 10 questions. So you could, could I say, say something like, is, is it a blood elf? Yeah. You could ask that and I could say yes or okay. no. Yeah.
0: Okay. Now is is it a blood
1: it, elf? It is a blood elf. It is a blood elf. Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: <laughs> what does it happen? What happens if I just go for it and I'm wrong? Do then I get to lose. keep asking questions? Nope, you lose if you go for it. Then you <laughs> oh god, oh that's terrifying. <laughs> all right, so I got one question: Is it a blood elf? Yes. Uh, all right, well let's just have fun with this. Uh, <laughs> does he have three glowing green orbs floating around his head? Oh, shit.
1: Um, yes, he does. In some cases, <laughs> not always, but yes. <laughs> Has this person died more than once? Yes.
0: All right. Is it boss <laughs> You wait a minute. You're absolutely correct. Well done. Like I said, uh, not I a hard mostly, one. I was only just trying to test the system. Like, how does the system
1: work? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Not a hard. Not not the hardest one I started with. But that so was Can kind of,
0: I only ask you questions that are are yes or no, or can I say what? Can I ask? This is kind of a creepy question. Can I ask what is he wearing?
1: No, it has to be. Yes, I should have made that clear. Yes or no questions only. Which is all you did. Okay. That's all you did. So you you, you lived okay. by the rules. Yes, it is Kael'thas. He is voiced, or at least in this, in the raid. Oh, what raid was it? It's not the Sunwell raid thing. It He's a... been in multiples now. Right. But, but I'm trying to remember. Keep. When is he on the stage with all the others? They all die one by one. And then he's left, and then he gives a big speech. Wait, stage
0: with uh that wasn't Kalthos. You're thinking of the prince's fight in uh, Wrath of the Lich King. It might be. I might. Yeah, be. that wasn't
1: Kalthos. All right. Well, anyway, Kalthos uh, was voiced by Quentin Flynn in the uh, content that he was in in World of Warcraft. Uh, He—I don't think it's the same dude who does him in Heroes of the Storm. I think it's a different actor. Um,
0: I think so, too. Yeah, that yeah. sounds really different. Yeah. Um, chat room saying that that clip is from Magister's Terrace. So that would have been the five-man. Magister's
1: man. Terrace, that's it. That was a
0: five-man, not a raid. You're so right. Tempest Keep was the raid. That's right. where he died first. And yeah. then when the Fury of the Sunwell patch came out, we got the new five-man Magister's Terrace, and Kael'thas was there again. And that's when he had one of those... He had, like, the green, like, crystal pierced through his chest because yeah. he'd been, like, brought back... Yeah. Uh, and then you kill him again. And, and yeah. death was merely a setback, all yeah. of that
1: stuff. <laughs> you're not, you're not wrong. This is all is correct. Uh, well done for your first time. Next time. Gonna be harder. I can promise you that. Now this Great. Mr. Johnson, I have, I have questions. Well, Mr. Metzen, I have answers. Uh, these are emails. This is what we do every week. Uh, for some reason I can't find that. There we go. All right. Uh, we're going to do emails. This comes to us at the instance gmail.com. You're welcome to and encouraged to send emails anytime you feel like it. We got one from Tyler. I just thought it was really nice, so I'm going to read it. it. says, hey, guys, Atlas the Goon here. I have been a long time WoW fanatic for as long as I can remember. I played since 2004 when I was 10 years old, preceded by Warcraft 3, and so on. Long story short, WoW has always been my escape from life. It helped me through the loss of my mom in 2007. Thanks for or to the amazing community that exists within the Blizzard universe, uh, that they've helped create for us. With that being said, I'm a huge fan of you guys and what you do. And I listen to every single chance I get your podcast helps me get through a long, long days at work. I have decided to go to school for graphic design and animation, mostly because that's something I really enjoy content creation and editing is my bread and butter. And I dream that I may, uh, sorry. And a dream that may seem a bit far-fetched to some is to be a content creator or even a developer at blizzard one day. I was just hoping for some uh, or sorry, hoping for some of you guys, genius insight, uh, and whatever wisdom you might have to bestow on me. Thanks again. Stay safe. And for Azeroth, Tyler, well, Tyler, I would say, um, there's no reason why anybody who's been a lifelong wow fan or blizzard fan or whatever, and is, uh, going to school for graphic design, animation, that sort of stuff. There's no reason in the world that you couldn't one day interview for a position at Blizzard and even get that position. There are countless stories up there of people, one of which I just talked to the other day. I can't say who, because it's connected to a thing I can't talk about yet. But I was talking to somebody who was a longtime listener of the show for years and, years and years and years, and just had this dream to work at Blizzard, and now they are. They are, like, working there. And that's that's not the only one of those stories. There's many stories like that at Blizzard. And even in, like, community positions and stuff, there's people who... Started out either being just huge fanboys or doing content creation or running, hosting podcasts. I mean, to say
0: host of this show, host uh, of the
1: show. Randy <laughs> Jordan is now working at Blizzard and has been since 2010 or 11. Um, he had his 10 year sword or what do you get at 10 years? I forget. He's probably got it though. I've never asked him anyway. I a sword of 10 years. I think it's 10. So sort of might be five. Um, I'm still always surprised to find out. People don't know that in 2009, before he left the instance, he was still, we had, we were doing film sack then and we still do it. So we were like, you and Randy should podcast together again. We do every Saturday, every Saturday we do. It's great. You have, a, you have a lot of shows, Scott. You're I like, realize,
0: Man. and so every once in a while, you'll mention a show that you don't normally mention on another show and
1: people will go, Oh my God, I didn't know you did this. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you've got what? 11 years of film sack to catch up on. So go check that out. But anyway, uh, bottom line is I don't, there's no reason in the world you couldn't fulfill this dream and end up there. And, um, I think you Uh, can,
0: same goes for content creation as well. Like, uh, my number one piece of advice for creating content when anyone asks is just start. Yeah. Just get started. Yeah. Because you're going to learn because my second piece of advice is be consistent. So whether it's weekly, you know, every two weeks, three times a week, whatever it is, whatever you come up with, you have to stick to it. Yeah. That's how you're going to help, you know, build an audience. But, (laughs) First piece of advice is just get started. Yeah, put and, rubber uh, to the don't road. Don't be too precious. Get get it out the door. Get it done. Get it posted. And then whatever lessons you learned, whatever irked you about it, whatever bothered you about what you just put out into the world, take that into your next one for next week. Yeah. Don't sit there and over perfect and over noodle on this because something uh, this will. Piece there will be
1: something that sticks out and bugs you, and that's okay. Like accept that for what it is. Do the next one. Improve over time. Learn stuff. Like I cannot go back and listen to like the first episode of this show. It kills me to do it. I can't do no. it. No.
0: No, I cannot do it either. No.
1: no. And I already at that point I'd already been doing a show for 3 years with Extra Life Radio and I still can't go back and listen to those, but that's foundational stuff. You just got to put your rubber to the road and go. That sounded sexual. I didn't mean it to me. But you know what I'm saying? Put your rubber to the road is what I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, yeah it's a Laura for real like this mysterious echo we figured out today Uh, it's like that you just never know even all these years later still still figuring dumb stuff out so uh, best of luck Atlas the Goon I also like your name a lot and uh, sounds like you're gonna do great and I gotta stop acting like he's 10 still he's not 10 now he played he was 10 years old in 2004 that means he's 30 now no hold on no No. (laughs) no <laughs> what is he? He's ten. So uh, he was twenty in twenty fourteen. Uh, twenty four. No, because twenty fourteen he would have been twenty. <laughs> so twenty eighteen he'd been twenty four. Okay, so twenty six. Twenty,
0: kind of depending on when Tyler was born. <laughs> I'm terrible with math. All I know is that if you were born in. Two th- anyone i think that was born in 2000 can drink now is that what it yeah. is, is that the well no almost like- nick
1: my son was born in 2000 he can drink this year and i don't know if he will but he can drink in this may when he turns 21 so it's the 20 20- okay. okay. this is the year for the 2021ers well that makes sense because is the 2021 <laughs> Benjamin and chat who just say artists do math you're not wrong dude you I can't tell you
0: how excited I was when I got to art college and realized that there were no math classes.
1: Yep. Like you just need it was centimeters the happiest, and it was the
0: happiest day of my life before I got married.
1: Yeah. <laughs> math sucks. I hate math anyway. Yep. Uh, well, there you go. Send your emails in just like Tyler. You can do it super easy. The instance at gmail.com. And while you're at it, head on over to theinstance.net. sign up for our support program. It's called the instance plus program. And what it does, it gives you a bunch of extra stuff, including artwork every month, bonus content, and other things. You can find all those details at theinstance.net. Before we get out of here, I'd like to let everybody know what uh, we're doing during the week. And uh, Garrett, I'm sure you got something going on. Anything you want to mention?
0: No, oh, so many things. Scott, uh, brand new into the Nexus just went up. Uh, wow Killer's back. We had like a week off, weird medical stuff popped up. Everyone's fine, but uh, Wow Killer's back with uh, Tally Essence, in case you don't know. Every time I mention that show on here I get like one tweet from someone who's like you do a show on Taliesin? oh my god. Yeah. It's just like yeah we've been doing it for a year now. Yeah, we um, talk about so it all the time but then,
1: yet somehow people they don't always hear.
0: Yeah, don't no. Yeah, it's fine. It's the end of the podcast. It's where you hide things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, everything's at amove.tv. So if you've never been to my website amove.tv, uh you everything I do, you'll you'll see it there. Yeah. So, you like I, heroes of the Storm you'll find podcast, it.
1: you like Hearthstone, you'll find it. You like uh Hardcore pornography, you'll find it. Ah, mm, oh, that's no? on my OnlyFans. That's no. not on A Move. <laughs> I almost got talked. Okay, I got a confession to make. I almost got talked into doing an OnlyFans because somebody almost com- uh, someone had convinced me or gotten close to convincing me that this was a great way to just do content for people who are really dedicated to you, and that it wasn't just a site where people get porny. And so I almost did it because I thought, oh well, you know, I'm sure there's some people out there we could just like, but no, it's all porny. That's what that is, right? I mean, OnlyFans advertises itself as not being that, but they are, dude. It's all porn, porny, <laughs> porn. All of it is. <laughs> anyway, I,
0: I have I have been told that it's not all porn, but yeah, the
1: the, the reputation is invoked too. Invoked it's is... too much. Even if there are people just doing just good old fashioned wholesome whatever, I'm I'm knitting a sweater online for you to watch like great. But uh, for every one of you, there's 50 people with their wieners out and it's too if much. You want to, if you want to, if you want to see me knit a sweater with a wiener on it, you go to my <laughs> own <only thing. laughs> Or for now, aMove.tv. TV. All right. <laughs> uh, the instance is also on Twitter. We're at instance show. You can find uh, Garrett at Garrett art. I'm at Scott Johnson and Patrick when he's here, Well, even when he's not here, he can be found over at not Patrick which is kind of his his way of sticking his middle finger up in the, at the world. I don't know. I, I'm making all that up. Uh, anyway, it's always good to have you all here. We can't wait to be back here again with you. That'll be next week here at or FrogPants.TV. We do it live at that link every Friday that we can at 1230 Mountain Time. So come on back, watch us live, or check it out on the podcast. Either way, we love you, and we'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes, get more at frogpants.com.